Hey, hey, sisters, we are back for another episode here with the one, the only Robbie Robertson, my incredible husband. And today we are talking about the Sabbath. And uh, before you click off, I just want to encourage you, there's a lot of goodness in this episode. We talk about scripture. We talk about some of the goodness of God that can be found in this command he's given us to rest and does it need to look like anything? Should it look like anything? What kind of thing should be you be looking for if you're looking to implement or maybe even tweak what the Sabbath looks like for you and your family? Are you overwhelmed by your never-ending to-do list? Are you tired of your schedule running you? Do you struggle to find balance or harmony between mom life and everything else that you have on your heart and on your plate? If you're here, you're likely a busy mama wearing multiple hats, the most important of which being child of God and mom simultaneously. You desire to live more intentionally, striving to be a good steward of all the gifts that God has given you, and you want more productively peaceful days. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, Jesus freak, mom blessed by adoption, wife, wonderluster, and your intentional living and biblical mindset coach. On this podcast, you will find abundant motherhood solutions that will set you free from the chaos, overwhelm, that never-ending to-do list, and help you create a schedule that actually works for you and your family. My mission is to help busy mamas just like you establish faithful foundations, live from purposeful priorities, and master your motherhood mindset. If you're here, you're ready to say yes to intentional, productive, and peaceful days in Jesus. So grab your cold brew and your planner or strap those kiddos into the car seat and let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and I am here with our most specialist and frequent guest, Robbie Robertson. Hey, hey, sister-in-laws. How y'all doing today? That's a sister-in-laws. Sister-in-loves. Sister. No, I mean, well, yeah, it kind of, qual- well, they're either your sisters, which would make them a sister-in-law, or they're all married to my brothers, which would also make them sister-in-laws. So. No, they're sisters in love because they're sisters in Christ and God is love. Yeah, but it's not. It's gonna be like agape love, cause like the eros love, babe. Yeah, that's just exactly, for you. Exactly. No, thank you. Aw. <laughs> so today we want to have a conversation with you guys about the Sabbath. And before you like click off, and I'm not doing this thing. Like, let's just have a conversation here because honoring the Sabbath is something we have just started doing in our family here in 2022. It's now November, and we've been tweaking it, perfecting it jumping on, jumping off, like just trying to figure this thing out. And we've been in a season of really, um, really just (laughs) resting in the Lord and resting in his guiding hand over all of this, but also in like seeking and learning, uh, what is the Sabbath and what does it entail? So Anything you want to add to that little intro, Robbie? Oh, I just think Sabbath is one of those things like we all love it and the idea of it, but our actions prove that we absolutely hate the Sabbath. We just mm-hmm. get ourselves in a crazy hustle and bustle, and it's just, it's a very counterintuitive idea to our culture. Mm. Yeah, to our culture. I love that you said that and how 
How it's a counter intuitive idea. We've got the baby here, so if you're hearing noises, the baby's eating and sniffling and coughing and burping and you know, all those fun baby things. The but adorable stuff. <laughs> and and speaking of, you know, you're like, we kinda hate the Sabbath. We hate the idea of like not being able to produce and slowing down. And we were listening to a podcast recently. And I don't even remember which one it's on because we've been listening to a lot of podcasts on Sabbath about Sabbath, which has been fun. But one of them, they mentioned about how this command was given in the Ten Commandments once the Israelites left Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt. There was no ability to rest. They were expected to show up and do their jobs and be productive and produce some kind of measurable output every single day. And God walked them through this journey, you know, for 40 years through the desert, giving them what they needed and commanding them to rest, sometimes even to work a little bit harder to gather what they needed to be able to honor his command to rest. And so to them at the time, it was a completely new concept. And I think to our culture today, to believers who are not familiar with the Sabbath or are not living a lifestyle where they're honoring the Sabbath, it is a foreign concept. Like, you mean I can't work today? Or I'm supposed to cease from work? Or I can't, I'm not supposed to be productive? I'm just supposed to rest in the Lord? Like, that seems very counterintuitive for a lot of us, especially moms, especially women in business, um, and so much more. You know, one thing I, I think is really interesting about the concept of the Sabbath and that it is, in fact, a commandment is, and without getting too much into the minutia of it, think of the Egyptians. They were they were slaves. When you're a slave, you, you get a lot of things. Uh, you get long days. You get a ton of work. You get backbreaking labor. You get... Uh, probably a really short lifespan but one thing you do not get is decisions and one of the decisions they didn't get is the decision to take any time off they were used to working all the time so when they became free they literally needed to be commanded to take a day off Uh, they wouldn't have done it of their own volition it was not how they were wired and in a similar fashion we kind of mirrored that in our culture but ours is more a version of uh, a coercion to taking a day off and aversion being coerced by culture we don't necessarily have have it in us to take the time off so it's kind of on us to find the the commandment to take the time if that makes any sense i didn't mean to ramble there i'm sorry the parallel i was trying to draw is we don't feel like we can take the time off for whatever reason Mm. and that's why god commands us no 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 take the time off Yeah. And I think, too, it's important to point out that there's no, like, strict and rigid way, at least I I don't believe, we don't believe, that there is a strict way that you must do the Sabbath, right? There's the story in Matthew 12 where Christ and his disciples are walking through the grain field and picking grain and eating it and the Pharisees come and really get on him about it. And, and Jesus goes on to talk like, oh, it's, you know, is it not lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Is it not lawful to eat on the Sabbath? Like, haven't you heard about what David did? And then um, in Mark 2, uh, he has this quote that I don't know if you're familiar with, but um, just that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And so I personally don't believe there's any strict guidelines to what God says you can or can't do on the Sabbath. 
Uh, but he does command us to rest. And it, I believe it is for our good. In Isaiah 58, it talks about um, so much more, right? But verse 13, it says, call the Sabbath a delight. And I just think that is really, truly God's heart in the Sabbath is that it is for our good, just like all the rest of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, and it's also really interesting that the concept of the Sabbath is not the seventh day, but it's the first day. We're actually supposed to... For Adam. For Adam, yeah. It was Mm -hmm. supposed to start from a place of rest. And I've been meditating on this concept for a while, and I kind of had an aha moment where when you buy an iPhone, your iPhone doesn't just work right out the gate. You need to put it on the charger and get a full charge out of it before it will function for you for however long. Anywhere from six hours to two days, depending on how much you're on social media. No judgment. But you have to put the charge to it, meaning we need to be charged up as well. We're, in that sense, no different. And I think that's a backwards idea to our ideas of we have to earn our rest. Yeah. I think, too, it's I think it's slightly confusing because the first time you hear of the Sabbath really being introduced is in Genesis when God created the earth and everything in it. And he did all of this in six days. And then on the seventh day, he rested. And so for God, this is what I heard in another podcast, which was just phenomenal to hear that God did all this work out of his love for us. And then he rested from that work. But it was Adam and Eve's first day that was the day of rest. And then they were commanded to go out and, you know, subdue the earth and multiply and take care of and cultivate all the things in this beautiful, perfect garden that he had created for them. And so for them, it really was a working from this place of rest. And and I agree with you. For me, it's been a backwards concept this whole time. And it's been something I've really been leaning into these last few weeks and exploring and really checking myself in that because I have this idea or this underlying belief that I have to work, 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 work in order to earn my rest in order to create that space for rest. And while I do experience that and I do feel that, um, because you know, we want to prepare our meals to the most of our extent. We, that's our cleaning day is like, before we begin our Sabbath, we make sure our laundry is done and the trash is taken out and the floors are swept and the dishes are done. And, and we've got as much stuff done as possible so that we can truly, find and experience this rest in our home and be able to turn our face to God without all of these distractions around us. But at the same time, I've been trying to shift this mindset in that, no, this, this rest is something I don't have to earn. It is God given because I'm human and he created me and he loves me. And in that rest is where we go to get filled up so that we can then show up and pour out and work the rest of the week. Well, that's just it too. Like this is even like by design. Like look at the human form from the very beginning. Look down. We have a baby. Does your baby start off in a full sprint? <laughs> He's like work, work, work. No, he makes me work, work, work. Yeah. <laughs> you start off from a place of rest. Yes, you're totally right. And when you get your brain wrapped around that idea, man, it shifts everything. Because then when you go going into like, you know, the work and the busy season, you know that when everything resets, you're resetting and starting from that place of rest. You know you're going to be able to charge up your batteries. So 
in a sense, it's almost like your own first fruits. Mm. Like you get to rest first. Now, if you continue to rest and have idle hands after the fact, no, that's a different kind of a problem. Um, I got a feeling most of us, especially people listening to this podcast, that's not really our main problem. I'm just going to step out on a limb here. Yeah. And I think, too, there's there's a lot of symbolism of this throughout scripture and in Jewish culture. And the one that really sticks out to me, and I might be mispronouncing this, but the Havdalah is a cup that um, the Jewish people will have for their Shabbat. And it it's a, marks the end of Shabbat. And it's, it's a cup that has a tray like built in underneath of it. Like they are one because the whole point of this cup is to fill it up like beyond the brim. So a little bit spills over when you pick up the cup. And it's just this idea that they're wishing for a week with overflowing abundance of blessing and just a reminder that this day of rest where they have gone to the Lord to be filled up and sat in his presence and and sought out this rest that he's commanded us to, they then get to take that and be that living water and be that cup overflowing around and out to everyone else in their family, in their community. And that symbolism has just spoken such a testimony to my heart and has been such a good reminder of this. We work from rest, not the other way around. Amen to that. So you're intentionally seeking the Lord for rest and you're going to be met with abundant blessings. Yeah, that seems on brand. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I love this. I love I love that God has given us this command. I'm I'm bummed that it took me what I, I don't know 33 years of my life of not honoring it. It but at the same time, I do want to talk a little bit about like maybe you're new to this. Maybe this is the first time you've heard this concept. Maybe you've been hearing about it through different places and some of it is like very strict of what you can and can't do on the Sabbath. And just going back to that point of, you know, God gave us free will. And I don't think that there's any hard and fast, this is how you do the Sabbath. Like we are, as believers in Christ, we have, even in that, this abundant freedom from the law. However, I do believe that the Ten Commandments are given to us. Those are ones that we are to be honoring and and honoring the Sabbath is in there. One of the things that I heard it was Jefferson Bethke actually talked about was, um, you know, people are like, oh, you honor the Sabbath? Or, You're so religious. And but then at the same time, like in the Ten Commandments, it's like, don't kill, you know, don't murder. And people are not like, oh, you don't murder. You're so religious. You know, it's like the, the Sabbath is written in there, too. Um and so just remembering that we have that guide and it is for our good, but it's meant, I believe, to be a day of, of celebration as well. And I think it was the Beth Keys that mentioned too, like they approach the Sabbath every week as if it's something as like special and important as Christmas. Yeah. And it's all about doing things like each member in their family has come up with ways that they experience rest and experience joy and how they want to seek the presence of the Lord in that day. And then they meet each other in their rest too. And so some days it might look like we just sit here at home and we cease from work and we cease from cleaning our house and we cease from social media or something. And other days it might look like we go for a family drive and and other times, like a couple of weeks ago, we all went to the pool as a family and went swimming because 
in my mind, sometimes that would be work to go swim, you know, as a physical activity. But at the same time, it's a place, it's a something that brings our entire family joy. So what does this look like from a practical standpoint? There's a couple measures that you can use. One I like to think of is, um, I think Jefferson Bethke even had said this, is that Sabbath shouldn't be like a miserable thing. You shouldn't have like a miserable Sabbath where you're just bored. The point of Sabbath is to replenish you both spiritually as well as physically or mentally, just replenish you. So saying that you can't work is just, you can't, you, it's not saying you can't labor. Say that you are, um, you work in a, on a computer all day long and working on your garden is something that gives you a lot of joy. But if you're somebody that is a landscaper, that's probably not the best form of rest for you. Just a simple example like that. And the best part of Sabbath, uh, in my opinion, is like you had said, kind of hand in hand with that mini Christmas every week, is the fact that it's every week is you get a chance to try it again next week. Mm -hmm. So it's something that you kind of have to practice at. Uh, Think of it in terms of anybody that's done like a Dave Ramsey $0 budget. You don't necessarily nail it the first time. In fact, he even says the first three months, you're going to be pretty terrible at it. But with practice and diligence, you're going to get better. And this is exactly the same way. Just practice makes perfect and perfect practice makes absolutely perfect. You don't know what you need until you give it a try. So give yourself grace if you do it, quote unquote, wrong. Um but celebrate when you get it right, and you'll know you'll know them by their fruits. You'll you'll know how your Sabbath worked out by how your week is gonna go right after that. Yeah, I I've talked about this before on the podcast too the the budgeting aspect, and we, I also tell people to do this with their time, right? Like you're gonna make this ideal schedule, and you're using information from your time tracker and other things like that. But you're not going to get it right the first week. It's going to take a couple of weeks before you actually take your ideal schedule and your time tracker and and life and living it out before you actually get to tweak it to be something that works for you. And so don't just try it once and say, oh, that was a failure. That didn't work. Like there have been times where we're like, man, we just feel like we worked so hard on pre-Sabbath to like get the house clean and all the stuff. And then on Sabbath, we... We messed up. We were still on social media. We sat there on our phones all day. We watched too much TV or we ended up trying to cook a new food that took all day and just made a huge mess or, you know, we we didn't actually cease from productivity or cease from working. We didn't seek the Lord. We didn't experience that rest. And then we go back into the work week and we're like, man, that Sabbath just felt like a failure. Like, yeah, we kind of missed the mark. We weren't rested or whatever else. And so, um, just remember that every like post Sabbath, you get to do an evaluation and, and think what worked and what didn't work about this Sabbath, what, what worked and didn't work to bring our family rest and peace and into the presence of the Lord and joy. And then you can tweak it the next week. One of the things we really love that we figured out just recently was on Sabbath, we actually want to get up as, and when we get up as a family, and make a big breakfast together, whether that's French toast or pancakes or just something that we wouldn't normally make during the week. And honestly, we make those things like, I don't even remember the last time we made French toast. I think I made it like earlier this year and that was the first time. And it's because I saw it on TV or something weird. It was (laughs) super random. And pancakes are, are really infrequent for our family too. And so 
it's a special thing that we truly enjoy doing now is getting up as a family and making this kind of like breakfast feast and eating it together at the table. And so in our evaluation, we're like, yeah, this is something we want to keep doing at least, you know, for the foreseeable future. And maybe we'll come to a season where, where that's not something that's filling us up and bringing us joy in a day of celebration and, and bringing us connection and seeking the Lord. But it's something that, that brings us joy right now. And, and this is just a side note, really, and going back to what you were saying about the, the productivity aspect is when we were making pancakes the other week, I was like, oh, I can get another box of pancakes out and just keep making pancakes right now. And then we can put them in the freezer and I'll have them for the whole week. Like I can just take them out and like microwave them or toast them and have a quick breakfast That's for my son. That's the enemy speaking. Yeah. And, and he's like, okay, yeah, if you want. That's <laughs> what Robbie had said. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, no, this is me trying to find a way to be productive in the day because I can't lay down this idea that I always have to be producing a measurable output to like earn my value or earn my worth or earn my place or, or always like doing more. And so I was like, nope, you know what? I'm not, I'm so grateful that the Lord met me in that moment and really convicted me of that. And so, um, just an idea of, you know, things to be aware of ways that you can maybe start the Sabbath and, and just exploring this idea. And I will say, this is not a conversation Robbie and I really had before doing it. Um, Robbie worked really late into Saturday mornings And so I spent most of my Friday evening and stayed up really late into Saturday mornings until he got home to just start cleaning the house and preparing stuff and whatever else so that Saturday we could have this day of rest. It was something that I had just decided this is what I'm going to do and try and focus more on rest on the Sabbath. And, um, and, and it's been this like trial and error tweaking ever since. So it's not like you have to sit down with your family and be like, oh, should we do Sabbath or not? And what does it look like? Like you can just start implementing these things and finding a way. Maybe it's just being off of social media on Sabbath. Maybe it's, you know, you're not going to cook on Sabbath. Maybe you're not going to clean up your kids' toys on Sabbath. Like figure out what it is for you. Because when I started, it was like a whole checklist of things that I had to do. And it made the work before Sabbath a whole lot. And then I felt like I had to do a whole lot of work to catch up from my rest on the Sabbath. But again, it's just a constant tweaking and shifting and figuring out what works for you and your family. The last thing that I want to say is I don't believe, and, and people will argue me on this, but I don't believe the Sabbath is meant to be any specific day. If you're, if you're a Christian who is, is washed by the blood of Jesus, there isn't a specific day of the week that you have to abide by being your day of rest because Jesus, right? And there are people who will argue me with it, but my husband doesn't have Saturdays off. And so Saturday is not our Sabbath. We've done Sabbath on Sundays before. We've done Sabbath on Saturdays before. Right now we're in a season of Friday Sabbath. Um, When the Lord gave the command in the Ten Commandments, he didn't say that it has to be Saturday. In fact, the calendar's changed a lot since that was written. And so um, I just want to give you that peace and that freedom and remind you that we have that in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. That's probably one of the best points that I think you've made so far is 
uh, people kind of get wrapped around the axle of the concept of everybody working banker's hours, which is nearly nobody working banker's hours. The fact of the matter is, if you're listening to this, there's a high likelihood you're a nurse, a police officer, a firefighter, somebody that works in the airfield like like I do. You're a pilot. You work odd off shifts. You might be a corrections officer and you work in a, a prison and you, they don't take Saturdays off. So the day that you do finally get off, and Lord's kind, he'll give you two of them together because some people don't get that. They get like Monday and Thursday. Find the one that works best for you and just be intentional about it and try to make that day the day of rest. And I hope it happens for you the way it's happened for us, but I get excited about the coming Sabbath. Like I look forward to, I can't wait till it's the Sabbath day. And I work so much harder through the week because I feel like I'm not just dragging myself along, but I'm actually working towards a goal and I'm working from a place of rest towards my next goal. So I'm really kind of hinging my week on both Sabbaths and it, it feels really good. Yeah, I agree. Like you begin your week from this place of being filled up in in God's abundance to go out and serve. And then like kind of this flip switch is when you have your your own hump day, whatever day that is, right? Mm -hmm. For us, I think it's Tuesday and we're like, oh, Sabbath is coming. And so it just gives us that fire to continue pushing, to continue working and to continue showing up because we know Sabbath is coming. Sabbath is coming. Awesome. Well, if you guys want to explore more about this idea, we will probably be talking about it more in the space as time goes on. You're welcome to jump into the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community, and we can have a conversation about it there in the chat as well. And if you're looking for more resources, uh, the Bethkeys, I've really appreciated what they have to share. Um, Jeff Jefferson, Jefferson and Alyssa Bethke have some podcast episodes out about it. And then what's his other one called? Family Teams? Uh, one that he's on is the Family Teams. And yeah. Little known fact, he's a longtime listener, huge fan of uh, the Intentional Mom Life for Jesus podcast as well. Oh, didn't know that. <laughs> no. Robbie, don't lie. Um, that's a sin. Anyway. Ouch. <laughs> Cutting the deep. <laughs> Trying for a bit here and you're over here biting my head off. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this has helped you even just explore the concept of honoring the Sabbath in your life, in your family. If you already are, come and share with us what your Sabbath looks like in the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus community. And I hope you all have a God-blessed week. Have the best day. Hey sisters, if this episode has blessed you, I would love nothing more than for you to scroll down below and leave a review. And also it would be so incredible if you could share this episode with a friend. Maybe she wants to know more about the Sabbath. Maybe she's just trying to be a more intentional mom, or maybe she wants to do mom life with Jesus a little bit better. I would love to see that share. Feel free to tag me on Instagram at Sasha Star Robertson. And I hope to see you over in the intentional mom life with Jesus community.